Here we are now, with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today... I'd like to talk about the most insane Osho lecture I ever heard. This was, oh, this was insane. This was, this was just, it was out of this world. I could not believe it. I could not. It was just, oh, I mean, there is so much to this. This was, it was, it was such a moment when this happened. This was such a weird experience. I couldn't believe what this was and how this unfolded. Now, let me think about this. Let me think how we can go about understanding this because there's so much to it. I know I say that all the time. I know I say there's so much to it about so many things. Well, it's probably because there is so much to everything. (laughs) But I digress. Now, think to yourself. You're sitting by yourself. And you're listening to someone talk. That's the game we're playing. That's what's happening. Now think to yourself, what's possible? What's possible within that game? What sort of range of experiences are possible? What sort of things can you come to expect? What can you expect? What's your range of expectations as to what's possible in that situation? Now, it's not the same as sitting and listening to, say, someone play music or sitting by yourself and listening to music. And it's not the same as sitting and watching a movie, or sitting and watching someone act up on a stage. And it's not exactly the same as sitting in nature and looking at the trees, or if you're at the beach, looking at the waves. They're sort of moments where you're sitting and you're sort of taking something in. But they're different games to sitting and listening to someone talk. And each of these games has a range of possibilities to them. Each of these games has certain things that you want to expect or you expect could or couldn't happen. And they all have their own flavors. But this is the game we're talking about. Listening to someone talk. How much of a powerful experience can you have when just listening to someone talk? How much of an impression of an experience can be made on you by just listening to someone talk? Now, Osho, well, he was a pretty famous talker. You could say he made a thing out of talking. (laughs) He made a thing or two out of talking. And actually... He created this system or this sort of, no, I wouldn't say system, I'd say he created a bit of a ritual out of his lectures. And if you would go, particularly in his later years, if you would go and you would see him talk in his ashram or his commune or his institution, you'd go through a process, you'd go through the ritual. And it was quite elaborate and it was all designed around meditation and The process for his talking was called evening meeting and you'd dress up in your white robes 
and you'd go in and you'd, there'd be some dancing and there'd be some stop exercises and there'd be this calling out moment where you would yell out Osho's name and then there'd be sitting and listening to music and then there'd be moments of silence and he would draw you in. This whole thing would be designed to draw you in and to settle you down and then to bring you to his talk. And then you would sit and you'd listen and you'd fall into meditation. That was the idea. And this kind of setting yourself up for listening to someone talk, well, it just doesn't happen these days. I mean, how often have you actually gone through a ritual before you've actually listened to someone talk? You've actually, like if we say before, like imagine this, before you listen to someone talk, you have to sit just quietly for five minutes. Imagine that. Imagine how much more careful you would be with the, <laughs> with the things that you would listen to, with the people you would listen to. And also it creates a great interest. It creates a great meaning in the things that was being said by Osho. And it was his way of actually really creating something meaningful. It was his way of creating something juicy and actually making sure that his insights were being shared in the way that he wanted to. Now, in this evening meeting, you've got to understand that there's also this thing of no coughing. So you're actually not allowed to cough, not allowed to sneeze, you're not allowed to make noise. You make a noise, someone's going to come along, tap you on the shoulder and say, out you go, time to leave. So there's a lot of silence. There's a deep silence. It's a very sort of, there's a sort of kind of tension to it at times even in these lectures that Osho gives. And that's part of the story. That's part of this experience that I want to share, which was the most insane moment I, sh I had when I was listening to an Osho lecture. Now, back in the day when Osho was alive, or in the body as they say, it would be a big hall full of a few hundred people all sitting in silence to listen to him. Now, what they have at the institutions and the meditation resorts and the ashrams all around the world is they have a video. So they have the recording of Osho speaking and, well, you still sit in a group of people. You still have people sitting around. So it's the same sort of atmosphere, the same sort of thing. And this talk, this moment that I had, was when he was doing a series on Zarathustra. And he's actually got a couple of series on Zarathustra. But briefly speaking, it's his commentary on the commentary of Friedrich Nietzsche on Zarathustra. And this particular moment was when Osho was talking about the lion. Now, Zarathustra talks about three levels of development. There's the camel, the lion, and the child. And the camel is, well... The camel just does what it's told. It just carries the weight. It's just going here, going there. It's sort of stuck. It's got no it's got no real zest. It's got no real freedom. It's just bearing its own weight and 
under the push of the master, under the oppression of the, the master or the humans who are actually putting it down. And if you can evolve from the camel, you can turn to the lion. And the lion is, well, much more autonomous, much more powerful. And beyond the lion, there is the child, the child who goes back to innocence, goes back to playfulness, goes back to seeing the world with fresh eyes, with a sense of wonder, with a sense of magic, goes back to living in the moment, living present, these sorts of things. So that's that's the basic sort of gist of what Osho is talking about when he's doing his commentary on Friedrich Nietzsche, which was a commentary on Zarathustra. But this moment, this this thing that happened was when Osho was talking about the lion. And he was talking about the lion's roar. And he was saying in a very soft voice, very quiet voice, all these things about how the disciple or the follower learns to roar at the master. Now, part of the evening meeting process is actually yelling out Osho's name and actually yelling at Osho. And so that's sort of going around in the back of my head. And then also, we're all sitting there in silence and Osho is actually saying, yell at the master, scream at the master. And in that moment, in that dead silence, I was actually sort of on the edge of my seat feeling like I I wanted to scream. I wanted to actually stand up and prove that I am the lion. I want to actually yell out. And of course, something was restraining me because I was thinking, now I'm in this auditorium with these couple of hundred other people and everyone's dead silent. You can hear a pin drop and I don't want to get thrown out. So I'm sort of on this edge saying this, feeling this thing and Osho's talking, sort of weaving this sort of soft voice. And in that moment, someone actually screamed. And it was on the recording. So someone had actually screamed while Osho was there. And it scared the shit out of me. It was out of nowhere. It was just this huge scream. And I sort of jumped and thought, whoa, someone's done what I was thinking to do because of what Osho was talking about. And once the scream had finished, the split second after, it returned completely to silence. And Osho was sitting there completely still. He did not even flinch. He didn't blink. He didn't twitch. Nothing. And he kept talking as if nothing had happened. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, whoa, someone has actually done what I'm thinking. Someone has done what Osho said they should do. They've screamed like the lion. They've roared like the lion. And now we've completely returned to silence. So now I'm in like this, I'm in this, <laughs> I'm in this kind of triple tension. It's like I'm on the edge of my seat, which is on a seat, which is on the edge. It's like the edge of the edge of the seat. And Osho keeps talking. And what happens is he then starts to weave in what happened with what he is saying. And he starts actually saying things about how, well, Sometimes the, the, the disciple screams at the master 
when it's you know I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's he's actually in his in his very subtle way because in a very subtle way you think is he actually talking about what happened or is he talking about something else and is he ignoring it? And whoa, man, what a like the tent like the tension and the silence and the edge in that moment was it was unreal. It was really something that uh, I just will never forget. It's like I, I feel like my blood is boiling just from that moment. And as I remember, I think the, the lecture actually went on and he actually turned it into a bit of a joke. He actually ended up saying certain things and then people started laughing. Now, that's another thing about the Osho evening meetings is that you're actually allowed to laugh. So you're not allowed to cough or sneeze, but you're allowed to laugh. So a few minutes later... There's these sort of implica- implicated jokes, these implied jokes, and everyone's laughing, and I'm sort of feeling, whoa. And I'm thinking now, well, what would have happened if I'd actually screamed? Or what if it would, have ha- would have happened if I'd actually tried this? And did that guy get thrown out for screaming on the recording? What actually happened there? And that's one of my experiences. That's one of the most, it's probably the most insane moment I've had when listening to an Osho lecture. And what a strange collection of occurrences all happening at once. What a strange few things sort of all coinciding for that experience to happen. Now, I realize that another big part of it is was, well, another big part of it was my ability to listen. It was my ability to actually follow along and actually really be engaged with what's happening. And you could say, well, you weren't really meditating then because that's actually the point is you're not meant to engage. You're actually meant to meditate. And maybe that's the case. Maybe I missed the point. But it's so rare these days that moments like that can happen when listening to someone talk. It's so rare that speaking is given the respect that it's deserved and probably rightfully so because so many people are saying things that don't deserve respect it's sort of like a it's sort of like which comes first do you say things that you demand respect or do you demand respect so that you can say things who knows maybe in maybe in osho's case it's the it's the case of both and that's why it's such a such an incredible experience because he's got both those things working for him but uh, I wish I wish talking and listening to people talk had that same sort of respect. I, ha- I wish it had the same sort of respect as like going into a, a theater or going into a movie and actually sitting down and watching the movie. You know, when someone talks during the movie, you, you throw popcorn at them and say, shut up. I'm trying to watch the movie. Well, I, I mean, I've never done that, but that's what I think. That's what I feel like doing. <laughs> and when you're doing the same, like it's the same with hearing a band or hearing someone play music. If it's really good music, I mean, if you're hearing a jazz band, some jazz clubs, they actually have this rule. You don't talk while the music is playing. You're actually expected to sit and listen and have your full attention on what is being said musically. Now, 
that is much more rare. That's something that you need to be aware of for actually hearing someone talk, particularly if you're starting to have an interest in deeper things. If you want to find out about the things that are more important, more fundamental, if you have an interest in the profound and the vast and existence and ecstasy and these sort of higher things, you're never, you're never going to get any of that if you're listening to like just 10-minute quick attention-grabbing, quickly edited videos or talks on the internet. You've really got to get away from that. So really, my the, the, the take-home lesson or the message I want to give here is listen intently. Listen really intently. And that means finding things that are worth listening intently to. Find things that are high quality. And there was something else, but it's escaping my mind right now. Listen intently. Oh, yes, here's the other thing. Listen to long form. Listen to long form talking. So get away from short clips. Get away from videos on the internet that have quick changing things. You want to really just let that, you want to move away from that, if you can, entirely so that you're only listening to long-form things. And if you're listening and not looking at the screen, that's even better. Get your eyes away from the screen. Now, there's a chance you're doing that right now with me. Maybe not. And I like to think that there are things that I have to say which are very much worth your time. The things that I have to say are very much against. There's so much that I'm doing here that is against that that quick, that quick gimmick, short attention span, just quick gratification mind mess that is on so much of the internet, that occupies so much of the internet. And the reason is because there are these incredible moments that can happen, like what happened to me in the most insane Osho lecture I ever heard. That's what I'm going for. That's what we are going for. That's what you should be going for. That's what I wish for more people. Now, I don't remember. I think actually I I think actually I spoke to some people after that discourse and I was telling them like, "Did you hear that? Like what was happening there?" And I was able to actually speak with some of the older sannyasins who actually were listening to Osho when he was alive. And they had all sorts of stories about things that would happen during Osho's lectures and all sorts of dynamics. And there, there, there were lots of little things. Like it wasn't just, and I mean, it wasn't all serious stuff. It was also playful stuff. Like there was this one time where someone had this, like this toy duck or something. And they went up and they put it on the stage. And it was like this wind up duck that would dance across the stage. And, you know, Osho, he had some little dance to go with it. So... It's not all like tension stuff, like my sort of experience was. It's also very funny stuff. But these stories are so interesting. They're so amazing. This is where you find the juice. This is the juice you want. You don't want, you don't want short attention span gimmick videos on the internet. You've had enough of that. 
And maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe you're already at that stage. Maybe you just need a reminder. Maybe you just need to actually remember that actually what you're going for is something more meaningful. And what I'm going for also is something more meaningful. So we can do that together. And it's great to have you along for the ride. So those are my thoughts. That's my story of the most insane Osho lecture I ever heard. It really was something. And that's all I have to say for now.